you. I, I see more. I am so excited by them. I didn't. So uh, uh, a little bit. So I've been a, becoming a plant gay in the lockdown. It's congrats. Thank you. It started when the boyfriend came home with an orchid and was like, I thought you could use something to do. <laughs> and I have kept that orchid alive for over a year. It's blooming for a second time right now. I'm very proud. It's very pretty. I like it. But that has led for us to like get more and more plants. We've got a, a big plant in the bedroom and a big plant in the living room. And uh, we've been trying to grow herbs. And these herbs are not <laughs> growing in the apartment. Like I killed a whole bush of rosemary. I've kept everything else alive except for the herbs. Like everything else has died. But now we have uh, rosemary and basil and they're doing good. But we have some fruit flies because I overwatered a plant. And the solution, we were going to get some Your traps. I know. And then the boyfriend sent me a picture the other day. He was at the store and he said, uh, and it was a little Venus fly trap. And he came home with two of them. And we put them Aww. by the plants with the little fruit flies and there's more closed every morning. And then they open back up and they close. And I'm just like, yeah, you're going to eat those little fruit flies? You're going to eat them? So wait, they just catch the fruit flies and then they die and then they open back up? Yep. Is that how it works? Yep. And the fruit flies wow. are so small, so they actually don't stay closed for very long. So I know if they get like a big bug, they can be closed for like a week as they like oh. dissolve it. Yum, 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 yum. But the fruit flies, they, they stay closed for like 24 hours. But yeah, I'm living my, my little shop of horrors fantasy. And I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> Our guest is dancing to not to no music. Not music. Hey, we love some Venus <laughs> But we're all trap. listening. But they're cute. I'll show they're... you. I'll show you. They're great. They got little mouths. Um, good morning. You were on your Instagram story. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. We're incoherent. It's fine. Good morning. Introduce the show. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to The Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. I'm Billy McCartney. I'm one of your hosts. Over there is my sister and co-host. Who's that? Dagny. What's up? McCartney. Yeah, it was same, last, same name. last name, and uh, uh, none of us have gotten married and changed our names yet, but uh, no, yet. maybe we both will, and we'll become um, Billy McFartness and Dagny Flanagan. I have no idea. If you and if you and will ever get married, can't you just like, oh, well, I guess you can't mesh your names together. You're going to have to bleep out the name, but... Uh, well, no, no, because Mac I, McCartney and McLean. I mean, so I don't. What if you just mix them? I, McClartney, McLean, stupid. <laughs> but also, um, I find it very old-fashioned and misogynist, and I won't change my name for my husband. All right, I'm a strong, independent woman. We're actually gonna have to talk about this when we get our guest on. Now, case, at this point, in this case, when you guys change, well, if if you got. Hold on. My brain stopped. No, you would both be changing your last name. So it's progressive. <laughs> so wait, I would switch to his and he would switch to mine? That'd be pretty damn funny. <laughs> if you guys just switch last names. Our parents are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think McClartney is kind of fun, actually. <laughs> I would do that. Having a good time. Well, yeah. Dagny, on this show, we like to talk about pop culture and we like to be optimistic about it. Um, news to me i know right usually <laughs> we bring we have our about. we have our guests come in and they bring in a fun object from pop culture and they talk about why they like it but what do you want to talk about before we get started what's been going on in you in the land of dagny this week uh i guess two little brief things yeah. i finished hacks last night on hbo max it is wonderful uh, i think everybody should watch it i i know the boyfriend uh mcclartney um <laughs> it's gonna grow on you i really hope someday you guys get married and do this so be incredible stupid. um uh yeah i know he's watched it and he's also a fan but it's only i think like eight episodes and yeah. really talented really good writing or really talented acting really good writing um 
overall just a really good show. I don't want to really, I mean, she's a Deborah Vance is, she's kind of like a Joan Rivers esque character. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a long running residency in um, Vegas doing stand up. Hell yeah. And then she hires a young writer out of LA to help her change up her material a bit, but there's obviously a lot more to it. Um, it's yeah. And it I, stars really Jean time. Smart, who's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in it was really, really good. Um, my other thing, Billy. <laughs> is it? What? It's inside. Yeah, it's Bo Burnham. It's Bo Burnham, and I, obviously. I literally watched the trailer um, again last night and did not start it. I I've watched watch it, it twice. Um, <laughs> uh, first time, very much like lights out. It's we just that's all we watched. There was no distractions, no picking up a cell phone. We strictly <laughs> were like, we must watch this and focus entirely on it because it is very important to me. And the second time, it was while I was making breakfast, and then I ended up sitting down and watching the whole second half, also uninterrupted, and had a great time. Um, it's like <laughs> song after song after song because you can only do so much stand up uh, with no audience and in a, yeah. with no audience. Um, there's definitely some like there's some fun little sketch esque things he does that are really good, uh, but the songs are all so good. I hope you. I, I think if you've been on TikTok, people have been using songs as audio already. Yes, uh, like. Wake up at 11.30, feeling like a bag of shit. Yeah, I've heard that <laughs> All one. All my clothes are dirty, so I'm smelling like a bag of shit. <laughs> that's one of the really good songs. And then also um, uh, uh, the White Woman in Instagram is a really solid song as well. I'll get on um, it. I really, I'm desperate to watch it. I just, so much has happened this week. It's been wild, but I'm very excited. It, uh, it does get pretty introspective and kind of bleak at the end, but I did. Kind of like a Bo Burnham watched, stand-up special? That's yeah, what... but like extra because he's alone in one room. <laughs> so it's like kind of bleak, but very relatable. And I know we try not to like focus too much on the pandemic during the podcast, but something I realized I wa- after the first time, like a day or so later, I was like, he never says COVID or pandemic. It's just like he's stuck inside and it's never exactly addressed why. Oh, I mean, we cool. all know. But it's like it, I guess, can stand the test of time, hopefully. I mean, everything, <laughs> because everything much- that was made at this time is going to be like a historical artifact. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. we did. But I appreciated that, that he just wasn't, he didn't talk about it. Yeah. It was just, I've been in my house for a year and I'm going crazy. And <laughs> the it just, yeah, it, it's very good. Also, he can do no wrong in my eyes, and I love him I did, so I much. did describe Bo Burnham to someone the other day as the man my sister would leave her boyfriend for. I said those words. Yes. So, Don't tell hi, John. John. <laughs> um, I texted Bo. It's over. Um, the only one. That's the only funny. one that I would say goodbye to John for. Uh, I'm just kidding. Don't, John, if you're listening, don't do, I'm not leaving you for Bo Burnham unless he asked and I would. Um, Okay, (laughs) Billy, what have you been consuming? Well, I want to briefly talk about my stand-up show, Billy's Big Night Out, which if you're listening now, you already missed it. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought they're... Okay. So um, uh, Just support Billy's stand-up in the future. It was a huge success. Uh, We sold 200 tickets. The venue only seats 80, (laughs) so it was very impressive. Uh, uh, Barack Obama was there. 
Um, Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Gene Wilder rose from the grave to say, you're very funny, Billy. I mean, you should have been there. It was exceptional. Eddie Izzard sent me a text. Nah, but that would be nice. (laughs) Um, uh, No, I wanted to talk about Dagny. I watched a movie last night. (laughs) Did you watch Cruella? No, no, no. I'm going to touch on this very briefly. I watched a movie. You need to watch it. I watched a movie stylized as X2. Oh, we're about to talk. Spoiler, Billy and I are about to do a podcast about it. For we're going to be guests on a podcast after this uh, about X, where we're going to talk about X2. I didn't realize you, Scott Curley's episode is out. I didn't realize the show we're going to do is a breakdown show, like go scene by scene. So I don't know how long it's going to be, but also I'm I'm there for a good time, not a long time, because I just I I just watched. Oh, it. I took two but, pages of notes. Sorry. Two pages. Oh, great. I feel like you guys are going to talk yeah. a lot and I'll be like, that was fun. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hype it up when it, when it happens. But Dagny and I are going to be guests yeah. on Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez's show franchise. Oh my God. Franchiseography, specifically, yeah. specifically the episode about X two, which um I watched it. Two yeah. I've ago. called it the best X-Men movie ever made. It's probably the second best because days of the future past is pretty great, but I really liked it. I did notice though. Yeah. And I will talk, I don't want to get into it too much, but because listen to that show to hear that, but X2 is great. Um, and then yeah. I wanted to- I think it's stands yeah. up or stand, holds up. <laughs> yeah, um, plus Nightcrawler's my blue boyfriend and it's great. Um, but I also wanted to talk about, I finished The Nevers on HBO Max. Hell yeah. And nice. I really liked it. They had, um, uh, so it was only six episodes and episode six is the mid-season finale. So they're going to do the rest of season one in a little mm-hmm. bit. And the second half has no Joss Whedon involvement, as we've casually mentioned. Um, yes. So, but the uh, the concept is great. Casually, you talked a lot yeah, about, I talked about it, it a on lot your on the episode. birthday episode. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, the concept is really great. It's basically just what if the X Men were in Victorian England and ninety five percent of them were women, um, and then uh, the si- episode six, the mid season finale, went batshit insane with like high concept sci-fi plot mm-hmm. twists that i think really worked and i'm very excited to see Sweet. what they do with it plus the lead actress is phenomenal so now that i've finished it it's actually a genuine check out the nevers on hbo max it's a good time and hopefully they can uh, continue to to leave the the weed and drama behind them um i gotta say the nevers and hacks i think have the most billboards in los angeles right now because they're there Everywhere. was some good marketing for hacks. That was uh, uh, the the boyfriend and I were talking about how um, so Netflix just canceled Jupiter's Legacy barely a month after season one came out, and it's like, did they did they try to tank it? Like there was almost no marketing. They only had one trailer. I actually think though Weird. what hurt it though was we had a a, a a winter of superhero shows. We had WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We had Invincible yeah. on Amazon Prime that was fantastic. We had a couple other things in the pipeline and then Netflix was like, and here's ours. And we were like, no, no, we're taking a break. We just had four. Oh, we had the boys too. We had the boys back last fall. And it just felt like Netflix was like, we're going to get into the superhero genre. And we're like, we've had, we we literally are burned out just a little bit. Like we don't need another one. Yeah. And it bumps me out because I read Jupiter's Legacy and I love it. It's a really phenomenal comic book. But even I was like, I'm Mm. not going to start this yet because it just felt like another superhero show. And now- Did me not watching it get it canceled? Yeah, it's your fault. Individually? They needed one more viewer. One more viewer would have saved it? Oh my god. I'm a monster. You're not going to be able to sleep. (laughs) 
knowing you crashed. Yeah, you're going to be the downfall of Netflix. Just <laughs> to me, they were like, they're like, Billy McCartney, you watched Amazon Prime on Wednesday and Thursday you played video games and we have lost billions. Yep, that makes That's sense. That's fair. Billy? Yeah? Do you want to bring in our I guest? Do, I do so bad. Our guest <laughs> is a very good friend of mine. Uh, uh, we've known each other since I first moved to California. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gender non-conforming individuals of all shapes and sizes, please welcome to the stage podcaster extraordinaire, it's Madeline Roy. Yay. Wow. Hi, Madeline. Hi. Hi, guys. It's so good to be here. It's so good to have you. I want to. We're going to talk about it at the end, but Madeline is the host of the Book Pub podcast, uh, which is a phenomenal show, and we'll hype it up at the end, but um, she's here. I'm queer. It's Pride Month. What's up? How are you doing? <laughs> and, and, and let's do a good old shout out for us Gemini. It's Gemini season, baby. It's been a good. Wow. It's been a good Gemini wow. season too. It's been nice. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm just we just walking around two faced, changing my opinions at the drop of a hat, having two distinct personalities, and just being like, I'm the only correct one. Is that what Gemini's are? Is that what they say? <laughs> sure. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I we just are always texting about how great Gemini's are. I don't think we've actually dove dived delved into why they're awesome we just well i think it's because uh we're in a group chat with it's me madeline kate who was on our show last week and taylor swain and taylor swain's the only one who isn't a gemini so i think we're mostly just fucking with him whenever we talk about how good gemini season is just to make him feel left out Taylor and I are both Sagittarius, and I don't know what that means, but we both are. Yeah, so just means you were born in December yeah. and aren't a Gemini. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. Tragic, really. I'm so sorry. I just, uh, I know that Virgos aren't great, and uh, I live with two Virgos and your boyfriend Yeah, my Virgo, boyfriend so. is a Virgo. How dare you? He's just very organized They're... and has no patience for me. Yeah, they're great. It's just the internet likes to shit on Virgos. <laughs> but a lot of my friends are Virgos, as well as your boyfriend. Um, it's interesting, because I just actually just saw this on Pinterest. Why do they have to dictate, like, what is a bad sign? And marriage compatibility and, like, mm-hmm. relationship compatibility? It's so yeah. weird. Like, I'm it's- sorry. I'm married to a Sagittarius. We have, like, a 2% compatibility rate. We're going on three years. <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I don't, and I don't know. Those aren't supposed to be great. And we're coming up on 12 years in January. So I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently Aries and Sagittarius. I love that none of us know anything about astrology and we've been talking about it for like two minutes. <laughs> Absolutely <now>. nothing. <laughs> Apparently Aries and Sagittarius are compatible. John and I going on two years. We seem good. So yeah. look at us all in these healthy, happy relationships. <laughs> I have to say something. I was out at a bar a couple nights ago and this young girl brought up, she's 21. We're talking. She was driving me crazy as is. And then all of a sudden she brings up, what's your sign? I'm like, I'm a Gemini. And then she starts asking me questions and I didn't know the answers to these questions. And she started making fun of me and then took a crystal out of her bag and started waving it in my face. (laughs) (laughs) She wanted to know your like moon sign and your. Yeah. She want to know what time you were born and all that. What was that? Did she want to know like what time you were born and all that stuff? No, none, none of the specifics. She just wanted to know if I knew my signs and all these different like houses or something. And then <laughs> I didn't. And she starts laughing at me. And then this guy walks up to her and puts his arm around her. And she goes, oh, my God, this girl doesn't know what her moon sign is. I'm like, uh, okay, I'm crazy. This is hilarious because it's such an L.A. story and you're not in L.A. That's like a, that's it's a, no. that's amazing. No. 
I love that she had crystals in her purse. I um yeah, she was waving in my face. Um, Dagny, so we casually funny. she was worried for your we school. casually <laughs> we <laughs> casually watched the pilot yeah. of Absolutely Fabulous again, which huge recommendation. Abfab's a brilliant British sitcom yeah. from the nineties. But uh, uh, uh it, Eddie in the first episode pulls out a crystal. She makes a joke. She's like, "Crystals are back in again, darling. It's all ridiculous." And then she turns away from her daughter and she pulls her crystal out of her shirt and like kisses it and waves it. And I was like, "It's back again. It just comes in waves. It just comes in waves." Yes. Those crystals. (laughs) Well, Madeline, we're so glad to have you on the Poptimist today. We like to have our guests bring in something from pop culture that they love that is either obscure or not generally loved by mainstream audiences. Um, If you're ready, I'd love to know what you brought for us today. Yes, I am ready. Um, Because I'm weird, I have my page of notes, so I'm ready to go. That's great. We love research. And um, because it's not something that I would say that I love, but I actually enjoyed it way more than I expected to, but everyone seems to hate it. So I'm going to be its advocate today. Okay. With Optimism and Poptimism. And it is the 2020 film of Mulan. Oh. Oh. Okay. I have not seen I have not seen it either because people shit on it. And I was like, I guess I'm not going to spend money to watch it because, well, I guess it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's on Disney Plus if you have Disney Plus and you're not spending money. It's free now. When it came out, it was the first movie where they were like, give us $20. And uh, uh, Mm. I think we were all like, "Mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. Give us Black Widow and maybe. Um, And then they did. That whole thing of charging $20 for sitting on your couch to watch Amazon Prime new releases was ridiculous in all accounts. But yeah, it's like you already paid for the subscription, just give it to us. Yeah, exactly. Go to a movie theater doesn't mean you can charge us up and out. Right. Yeah. So funny enough, my sorry, just because. Oh, I hope I can say this. My last, my my new job, I help with staging houses. And I found out that this giant house that I helped stage was, or I guess the, the director of the new Mulan, it was her house that she sold. So uh, whatever they paid her to direct Mulan, afford, she was able to afford a mansion in Hollywood <laughs> with like a back house. It was probably the coolest house I've ever been inside. And yeah, so she's doing well. Uh, <laughs> but, um, okay, let's start with, uh, I actually, I want to know, were you a fan of the original Mulan? Oh, yeah, huge mm-hmm. fan. Love it. Okay, good. All the music, great. I mean, it comes out in 98, prime age, being yes. eight years old, so watching this. I had on VHS, and Me too. the first, like, 30 seconds is, like, weird static over everything, and I still would watch it even with that weird 30 <laughs> seconds of static. <laughs> I liked it. I was like, oh, screw the static. I'll still watch it. <laughs> so I really liked the first movie and all yeah. the music. And when they first announced that they were going to do Mulan as a live action, I, I was with everybody else. Really? Mushu's not going to be in it? They're not going to be singing? What the? Come on, people. I was really angry. <laughs> <laughs> I, we all get heated. And yeah. I have to say, it's like a lot of the live action films are a lot of hit and misses for yeah. me as is. Yeah. Like, I, you know, it's just when we have that level of growing up with these cartoons, this endearment, and it's like, you're, you're, you're making it not fun and magical anymore. It kind of hurts in some ways. And I was prepared for that. But with Mulan, it actually, they did a good balance of bringing out the nostalgia and mm-hmm. also creating something new and kind of more of along the lines of this seventh century myth story from China. And I was like, this, I'm actually a fan. Okay. So this is actually, lot better than 
everyone kind of said it was going to be. Nice. There's still problems, but what movie is like completely <laughs> fallen? <laughs> I think I that felt the fair. same way because because I I don't know when it comes to the live action Disney remakes, it feels it feels a little bit like this is terrible. Like they're like, well, if we make another one, then it will take longer for the copyright law to expire because Disney has famously. <laughs> Uh, uh, lobbied the American government to change the way the public domain works. So, like, we just recently got the Great Gatsby into public domain, which is very cool. Now we should get. Now, where is the Muppets? And great, everybody's Gatsby. making. Just do it. Um, um, but we got it <laughs> twenty years later than we should have because Disney made the time period longer because they're terrified of Mickey Mouse going into the public domain, um, mm-hmm. which is gonna be rad uh, if that ever happens. I figure they'll find a loophole. So, and then, but then um, Cinderella came out. With Rob Stark, and I really liked it, um, mostly because the costume design was so good, but also it felt like a genuine, it, it was, other than Ever After, Cinderella always feels like the love story part is a little rushed. Like, it's like, oh, we saw each other and we're in love. And the, the, the live action one did a really good job of, like, having a slow build and making you feel like they genuinely felt for each other. But then mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast came out, which is my boyfriend's favorite. He didn't like it, so I never saw it. And then I've kind of avoided every single live action remake since, um, which is weird, I guess. Maybe I shouldn't check them out. But the, Mulan, I was the same way because for me, <laughs> uh, uh, Mulan was one of my favorites as a kid. Um, yeah, we watched um, it a lot. And yet again, an animated film that fucks with gender in some way. And I'm just like, yes, tell me more. Um, is it a little gay? It's very gay. Um, because uh, Shang's whole arc is, am I gay? Like, that's his whole arc in the cartoon. Because <laughs> he's like, got it, got the hots for Mulan, but thinks she's a man. Um, yeah. Which I love. But yeah, it was like when they were like, well, it's not going to be a musical. And the the uh, it's not going to have Mushu. Which I could understand cutting Mushu. But also because um, uh, Eddie Murphy is so iconic in that role. It's like, I would only do it if he's back. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was, I was bummed, honestly. I was like, okay, well, bye. Um, but I'm glad, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it. Um, uh, what, what struck you? I don't know. I guess what, what did you, what were similar? What was crazy different? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, okay. All of it. Cause it was all great. So, okay. Can I, I'm going to touch on the music okay. part because so they got rid of it being a musical, which mm-hmm. is like, okay, that's kind of cool because you're making this live action. You're making it something more real, like live action, not instead of just like, hey, we're just transferring this cartoon and making it a weird cinematography meets like cinematic manipulation and stuff. And it's like, well, you're just making it more awkward at points. It actually felt like, oh, we're no, we're just making a live movie. Mm-hmm. But we're going to pay homage to this. So they took all of the songs, made them instrumental and put them in the background. So you're just watching the scene into the scene. You're watching it and you're like, oh my God, wait, that's, that's that song. Oh, cool. It's still in this. Oh, cool. And you're <laughs> more and more excited because you're like, yes, the songs are there. It's just not as obvious. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I really like that. Because then it's like, you know, it's not like, oh, you're just I love musicals, but it's not like, oh, these random people are bursting into song again. Yeah. It's more of like the music's there, not as like there. That's what I remember in the trailer. What got me hyped was uh, halfway through the trailer, Reflection starts, the instrumental version of it. And I was like, we still have a song. But I'm really (laughs) glad to hear that they do the other songs too, which I kind of had a feeling they were going to in some degree because the songs are so good. Like incorporate them if you have them. But yeah, that's what I most uh, got hyped with the trailer. And then 
I listened to the public and didn't watch it and uh, should have formed my own opinion and probably watched it myself. Well, so the reason I watched it was because it was up for Oscar nominations and I just watch everything that's up for any Oscar nomination. And it was up mm-hmm. for uh, best mm-hmm. costume and best, um, ooh, I wrote this down, the, <laughs> the visual effects. There we go. The costumes yes. were stunning. I mean, even in the trailers, it was incredible. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, so what's, how, I don't know if I want to like be like, let's pick apart the differences, but like, how does it, it's all very similar setup premise wise. It's, it's just, there's, there's no lucky cricket and there's no grandma. Is grandma in it? Yeah. No grandma. It's just, it's just my dad is in injured, but he's going to go fight again. But haha, he has, if he has a son, I can go fight instead. And he won't die horribly. Yeah. So yes, that's all the similar parts. But then, you know, they make made like some pretty big changes. Mulan in the beginning when she's like starting to like try and be like part of the marriage force because that's what women are good for. <laughs> it's not that she's awkward and can't like she's not able to not fit in. She's actually what they call it's that they call it the chi and women aren't supposed to have chi and it's this extra strength kind of like the force power. Nice. And she's like kind of this cool kung fu person and she's supposed to hide it cuz women aren't supposed to have it. So she, instead of like clumsily drawing on the matchmaker and spilling tea all over the place, she shows that she has the force or she <laughs> and she, they're like, oh, my God, no, which you have to hide yourself. You're not marriage material. Oh, so that oh. becomes something she's more she's powerful. She's got something that men are afraid of. And that's kind of like a big change with the character of Mulan itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that instead of just some awkward person that doesn't want to fit into societal norms. Um, and this kind of goes into another area that every single actor is Chinese. Cool. Hell yeah. And that was what was a problem with why the original cartoon Mulan was not well received actually in China when it came out in the 90s, because there's actually hardly any actual Chinese. So this one is all Chinese actors. Yeah, Donny Osmond uh, does the singing yeah. voice. <laughs> Donny Which Osmond one? is the singing voice for Shang in the original. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. I'll <laughs> make a man out of you. Exactly. And it's like, um, okay. Donny Osmond <laughs> playing in. Chinese man doing battle. Great. Totally yeah. see it. We thought um, nothing of it in 98. <laughs> no, we just had to go to McDonald's and get that Szechuan sauce. Gotta get that sauce, Morty. Oh, yeah, I can't believe I just made that joke. I have to leave. I have to resign. The podcast has ended. No more new episodes. I made a Rick and Morty Szechuan oh, sauce joke God. on air. I'm out. Rick and Morty's great. <laughs> Bye. That's all. That's all. Just Rick and Morty is great. Because <laughs> uh, it's Jet Li and Donnie Yen, both like super mm. famous martial arts people are in it. There's actually a lot of like, it kind of looks like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon with the Kung Fu. Like, was, There's definitely there. a lot of Chinese cinema influence in the way it was filmed and the way the martial arts scenes are and the way, yeah, there's a lot of, of Chinese movie influence, which is cool. Yeah, I'm like, this is really awesome. And the director is the same director as Whale Rider. So it's all very like cinematography, beautiful landscapes, movement, or moments of just like looking at the actor's face and what are you thinking Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's pretty. Um, And that director's address Mm -hmm. is... Uh, I actually do have it memorized, (laughs) but I'm not going to say (laughs) I had to type it into my GPS and write it in email so many times. I absolutely know what it is. 
down to the zip code, but I will not be saying it on air because I do not want to lose my job that I just started. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like a, a back in my post-mating days, I delivered to Miles Teller. Um, and I memorized his, I memorized, yeah, RIP, he's dead now. Um, uh, he's not. He's uh, not. And I, I memorized his address um, because it was... And I'm like, that's a famous road, and it's just 2,000, no other numbers? I'm going to remember this forever. I'm sure he's moved now, but if not, I'll bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you deliver to Leah Michelle at one point, too? Was she a monster? No, she was you? just... She, oh, no, no, somebody else answered the uh, door, No, no, she right? answered the door... Uh, but she was on her phone and I was, I was like, what did you do? Because she lived uh, high enough in Brentwood that like, I didn't have any cell signal, but she was on the phone. So I was like, where's your cell booster? Can I get, I need, I need GPS to get back down the hill. I don't know how to get out of here. But she answered <laughs> on the phone and she didn't make eye contact with me. And she just took the food and closed the door. Yeah, and she, awesome. used, she used, a, she used I've a fake name where like the last name was Sparrow. And I thought it was like, it was like Dove Sparrow. It was like two birds. It was very weird. Her fake Postmates <laughs> name. Because I thought I was delivering to That's some dub sparrow. And then she opens the door and it's Leah Michelle. And she was like, thank you. I don't even think she said thank you. She might have, but I just want to shit on her because it's apparently fun now. Ugh, yeah. Now that everybody's speaking out about it. Um, circling back to Mulan, I think uh, when I first saw it and I uh, heard that they were nixing the music and yada yada, all the things that people were upset about, um, I was not actually angry because I was down for if Disney took the the liberty and was like, we're going to make a rated R <laughs> super violent version of Mulan. Oh, could you imagine? And that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted them to go full balls to the wall, bloody, gory, like just aggressive fighting in this movie, um, which I feel like maybe I, if I had, I still need to watch it, but I feel like I would enjoy it even more if it was like, the level of uh, the raid where it's just brutal <laughs> fighting. Um, I think that would be super fun, but uh, obviously it is Disney and they have to, in some degree, let children watch it. But the fan base for Mulan is mostly our age. I would feel, I feel like, I mean, I guess kids nowadays probably watch it, but I assume it's not the most, most popular, but with our generation, I feel like everybody loved it. Um, so well, I, I would I was like, Disney, take the advantage of this audience that you have and just uh -huh. make a rated R huge, hugely violent movie. And I would be on board for it. Um, but yeah, it sounds like it did have some degree of like solid fighting and violence, which I'm glad to hear. Oh, yeah, there's definitely some a nice level of violence. I think, again, if this had been a live action remake not under the umbrella of disney it could have even gone that extra mile of been like this is a really good movie yeah disney does like damper it because it does need but it's yeah the violence the sexual tension could have been much more hyped hyped up because instead of shang being like the captain it's one of the guys in her troop and they like straight oh. up are really obviously naked in water together and it's like oh that could have been like hyped up like really like that moment of am i gay this guy's really cute i really want to bang him in the water right now <laughs> but they couldn't do that but i think it would have added a lot I mean, yes, that. that's the in the animated one. There's so much sexual tension between the two of them, so much so that yeah. uh, when in in the scene with the reveal after she's been injured and she sits up in bed, he's like, "Oh, boobs," and he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it's my and I have to say that's that I totally like. 
yeah, that accidental boob reveal is like the one of the weirdest things to me because it's like mm-hmm. she you forget you have boobs and you stand up and she's the way she sits up too is just like oh hello and he's like ew you're seductive gross and he just storms out and it's like why are you mad like well my what? my theory is 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 uh when when poe almost died in the avalanche he fully came to terms with being gay he was like i need this man to survive because i am in love with him and so he's he's come to accept it. And then that scene in the tent, he's had the rug ripped out from him again. And he's like, I can't. I just, I was fully, I wrote a letter to my mom. I was, I was fully prepared. And now it's like, sorry, mom, I'm not gay. I just can't, I just couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> does she have a boob reveal in the live action? That's, yeah, I was like, no, she actually chose to reveal herself. Because oh. another thing that's a twist here is that there's this really badass um, witch woman who's actually the falcon of Shan Yu, yes. whatever it is, I forget what the cartoon was, and mm-hmm. is now a witch woman. Who Transform can, into like, the falcon. Metamorphosize. Yeah. And, yeah, and she's this, she's another woman that has this chi that it shows, it's cool because it kind of shows like which direction Mulan could take, like go to the dark side or choose like family and honor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have this one on one female battle that's like super badass, and they're like, She's like, this is you. You need to embrace who you are. Embrace your chi. You know, it's screw these men. They're awful. And she's like, I'm not going to be awful, but I'm going to embrace myself. And she just comes running back into battle with her hair flying in the wind. And she's like, I'm a woman. And everyone's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, I'm a woman in the battle. So she doesn't cut her hair. She doesn't have the dramatic haircut moment. Okay. Wow, I know a lot of details about no. the animated Mulan that I am now surprised by, like beat by beat. <laughs> we watched it a lot. Like I, it, it was one of the top five probably of how yeah. the like most popular yeah, movies I watched we watched. I really liked Mulan a ton. Um, that and Hercules was up there too, which I'm ready for. It's, I'm actually ready for a Broadway production of Hercules, which I've heard is kind of uh, a possibility. Oh, yeah. Or if they do the movie, just as long as Danny DeVito plays the same character, I'm down for the live yes. action <laughs> Hercules. Oh my god, I would pay so much money to see Danny DeVito as a satyr thing. I would actually pay the twenty dollars on Disney Plus <laughs> for for that. They just do like uh, Chronicles of Narnia. They CGI his lower body, but the rest is just <laughs> hairy, shirtless Danny DeVito. Hey, her! I would honestly, I would die. That would be so <laughs> would amazing. Be so good. Oh my god. That would and like just give him like tiny yes. little horns. Yeah, full prosthetics. So no, no special effects for the top half. Just Danny DeVito and prosthetics and makeup, <laughs> and then all CGI lower half. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, I think we have an idea <laughs> for you know, Disney. Like, life. I, Disney. Yeah. Disney. Disney, hire me. <laughs> just credit, just credit us for that casting, so, that one singular. So casting. there it sounds like there's a lot of differences in Mulan. This who? So the guy she's got a crush mm-hmm. on is is not the captain of the squad. It's just another soldier. Um, does that mm-hmm. dynamic pay off? Does there is you know does it end up working? Yeah, I mean, I think so because like it's not it's not becoming this weird like he's in charge and I'm subservient and oh, he's hot. It's kind of like, we're in this together. They actually have a really cool moment because she's really bitchy to him. Like, extremely <laughs> bitchy to him. She's like, fuck you. I'm, no. I'm not looking out for myself mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And then, it, and he's like, you know, we're all in this together mm-hmm. because we're all going to go and potentially die together. So you need to back off. And they have this really beautiful moment where they're, 
the troop, the little cast of men is sitting around. They're like, we're, we could die tomorrow. We're freaking out. And they kind of look at each other and they say, well, we've all got each other's backs. And so it becomes more mm-hmm. of like, instead of like this weird power dynamic, it's now like cool. equal footing. Okay. They're liking nice. each other. on. That's nice. I do like that. It's not as much of a power dynamic. Uh, yeah, that's do? pretty cool. So I'm, I've got a couple of moments from animated Mulan that I love. So I'm gonna, I want to ask: Do they mm-hmm. do the avalanche? Is there the this is the avalanche scene? Awesome. Yeah. Favorite scene. One of my favorite scenes in the yeah. movie. Um, it's yeah. great. And she pulls it off really well because she she's also like doing some crazy bow and arrow stuff while she's blowing up the mountain. It's like, what is? How are you doing this? this is <laughs> in movies, but it's cool. That's fun. They made her a much more well-rounded warrior instead of of. Uh, uh, in her own right rather than in in the animated one she's a little bit of a klutz and she learns to be a warrior over the course of the movie um yeah Yeah. because Mm -hmm. they kind of they they meet the assumption in the first one when she fires the rocket at the mountain is that she missed which is my favorite moment (laughs) when Mm -hmm. it's like oh this stupid fucking idiot (laughs) fucked up again and she's like she's like no no no, this is actually uh really bad and we should start running um and i love it that's cool (laughs) So we've got, so we still have the major story beats. We have the father who has, is being recruited to the war, but he doesn't have to go if he has a son. So she goes in disguise to save her father's life. We've got romantic chemistry, mm-hmm. homoeroticism with the soldiers, which is great comedy, <laughs> classic. Hey, Disney, actually be homosexual, you cowards. Um, so, uh, don't cancel your first queer animated film when 75% of it is finished. Oh, wait, you already did. It's Pride Month and I'm mad about it. Uh, um but uh, uh, so they've got that. We've got the avalanche. We've got the the reveal that she's a woman. Um, do we do we get do we storm the emperor's palace? Mm-hmm. Yep, super okay. cool. You know, but that's when it fully embraces the full like kung fu stuff. They get the emperor out. He's hiding. There's fire. Things. That's when the violence really starts. <laughs> so when they storm it, that's when it's like let's embrace this violence, and it's like things get kind of messy and so we've got because we have these martial artists who is Jet Li playing he's playing the emperor i believe oh he's playing the emperor okay so he's really Mm -hmm. and he's totally unrecognizable but it's like oh my god it's just yeah that is awesome (laughs) and we also have donnie what's his name donnie yen oh okay and he's the commander Mm -hmm. so he would like he's the one that would be the shang shang um character but he's an older general type and he, you know, then it becomes this interesting but like kind of beautiful father daughter moment when he finally forgives mm. her. Yeah, so that's why it's nice that it's like an older man. That it's not romantic when it instead of the love interest. Yeah, it's kind of more of like this idea of like having the older generation starting to accept what the younger generation. Is yeah, doing. she nice. accept that she she is a woman and she achieved all of this, and he can just let it let it go. Um, gosh, she looks cool. <laughs> Does she do my favorite? I know she doesn't, but I just want to talk about it. Does she do my favorite moment where she's on the roof and the bad guy pulls out a sword and she disarms him with a fan? (laughs) It's so good. Do you know what I'm talking about though? Do you know that point Uh, in the animated one? That's my favorite individual moment. Yeah. She opens the fan, which is a martial arts technique to use it as a distraction. He stabs through it. She sidesteps, closes the fan, flips the sword out of his hand and disarms him. And then she could just stab him like right then, like just stab him in the throat. But instead she's like, Eddie Murphy rigged this place to explode with a bunch of fireworks. 
and then they blow him up instead. <laughs> yeah, it, that particularly is very violent and shocking. In the honestly, yeah, I would. I would love a he s- just they blow <laughs> him up. The other cartoon where Mushu just looks in that one room with all the fireworks, and the walls are just like cloak coated with blood and viscera. There's just like <laughs> brains falling from the ceiling. This is horrible, Dagny. Have we always been like this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, why? It's why we ended up both loving Kill Bill and anything <sighs> violent. Uh, it's really true. Oh, yeah. So okay. So let's let's go through a little bit more of the the end of the movie. So we've got because uh, famously okay. in the cartoon they they blow up the parts of the palace with fireworks. What do we do? What do we do in live action Mulan? Okay. So yeah, it's just a lot of kung fu. There's fires. It's she does. It's it's all very beautifully choreographed. Is there? And there's. I'm assuming and... there's no. The male soldiers don't disguise themselves in drag to break into the palace. Which is, <laughs> I don't okay. remember. So it wasn't enough to be memorable. It was just that it was such the like it became a live action film. Yeah, like the action part. I was like, oh, this is an action film now. Oh, this is cool. And so I got <laughs> that is cool though. That. Yeah, I, like, I have like a twelve year old brain because I'm surrounded by children all day that I'm just distracted by shiny active <laughs> movements <laughs> instead of costumes. <laughs> Um, but I have to say the ending, and this is, might be a bit of a spoiler, but I do have to say it because it's like my absolute, absolute, it, it was what broke me in the film. Like, I'm I'm done. I want to watch this like a million more times mm-hmm. is at the end, because it's it's not really a spoiler because mm-hmm. we all know the end. Yeah. Mulan yeah. saves the day. And she's walking up to the emperor. But instead, uh, the actress Ming, what's her full name? Is this the? Um... Uh, Ming Na. Yes. Ming Na Win. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the voice mm-hmm. of the original Mulan is dressed up in total beautiful Chinese dress is walking down the aisle and he, and she just goes emperor, uh, fa Mulan. And I just burst into tears to hear her, this actress say like her character's name. And she was just given this tiny little cameo <gasps> and she introduces Mulan to be presented to the emperor to be like, you're amazing. I, I, I want, he actually asks her to be uh, a general in the army. And she's like, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back home. And but it's just the fact that Ming-Na oh was there. Oh my God, like, she looks incredible. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know Ming-Na she was Wen in is, it. is a stunning yeah. actress. 10 seconds, but it was, but pathetic. she's so good. She's a, uh, oh uh, gosh, she's in the MCU and in the Star Wars universe right now. Here we get a little bit. Ming-Na Wen in the outfit. In Mulan. That's in, that's in Mulan. <gasps> So it's literally oh, just a cameo because she's the voice of the original. That's so cool. Yeah, and there was just like, we have to give a little wink to the people who were like, you know, kids when the movie came out and we've changed a lot and we've like muted a lot and hyped up a different things. But the fact that they were still like, no, we need to give her some one line. And she just goes, Emperor, present to you Fa Mulan. And I was like, ah, stop. That's really <laughs> cool. That's really cool. I'm actually glad you said that because I probably would watch it and that would go over my head. Um, and now that you pointed it out, I'll be really excited. I am a little bit it. upset. I am a little bit that upset moment. that an, an actress as phenomenal as Ming-Na Wen is used as a cameo, but whatever. I'm fine. <laughs> just just let her be the her. whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was kind of expecting her to be cast mm-hmm. as like the mom because, you know, the mom, Mulan has a sister in this one too. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, there's kind of nice. So dad, dad tried to have a son twice, and he's like, "Well, no, just gotta go die now instead." And I get it. <laughs> yeah, and, but they show her when she's younger, and it's actually Mulan and her dad actually have a really nice relationship. Nice. It's actually the mom that finally says, "You need to stop entertaining these 
flights of fancy of Mulan because she's not going to be successful in the world we live in. You have to prepare her for marriage. So mm-hmm. he's the one that like taught her how to sword fight and all these things. And so when she goes off to war, she's like, dad, you actually taught me how that's, to do all this. That's a really nice touch. Aww, that's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. Where they're not so like just disappointed that she went and did this. He's like yeah. low key proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> and the sister too is the reason that, so that she showed her chi to the matchmaker because her sister's terrified of spiders and a spider was starting to crawl towards sister. And she was just like, I got it. And like, is trying to protect her sister. But the matchmaker's like, what are you doing? Sit like a normal person. And she's like, ah, but I'm, you know, my sister needs me, but what, what do I do? And then that's, it's like things kind of. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's so cool. Uh, well, you, I know you have, you said like pages of notes. Um, are there any other big points that you wanted to talk about since you did the research, which we always appreciate. You, that's, we kind of touched on the big ones. And so for sake of time, I'll, I can, uh, I'll just talk to you guys about it after you watch Ooh. the movie. How about that? I'd be down. Yeah. I, now that I know that it's free, I'm absolutely not opposed to watching it. I think it would be a, a fun time action. to have. Yeah. yeah. It's, nice. it's just a feel good movie. So I wouldn't be like, okay, I'm ready for like cinematic wonder. Yeah. If you're like, I'm in the mood for just kind of curling up with a blanket, mm-hmm. a little bit of popcorn and feeling nostalgic, but also like wanting to watch something very cinematically pleasing. I So know. I have a little question. I was nice. I was skimming through IMDb and there's a character cast mm-hmm. as playing a role named Cricket. What's that about? Is there just a, a random dude named Cricket? Is there a Cricket in the movie? I think so. I think it's just okay, a random Okay, cool. I was like, I mean, it must be like a little cameo to the little lucky Cricket in the first one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's fun. The lucky cricket. He's such a piece of shit. <laughs> he really is. He really is. <laughs> he causes so many problems well, also, for being lucky. I, I, I mean, yes, but he does cause I, a lot. I, of to issues. be fair, though, a lot of the problems <laughs> at the beginning of the movie are just caused by Grandma, which I love. I love Grandma in the animated film where she's like, yeah. "This cricket's lucky. I'm gonna cross the street with my eyes closed," and she causes like a ten card <laughs> pile up, and she's like, "See, lucky, <laughs> lucky." <laughs> <laughs> the grandma is the most chaotic in that movie. Yeah, yeah, she, she the cute. one. The, 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 what's the line at the that. end of the movie? Oh yeah, when when Shang shows up at the end of the animated film, and and the mom says, "Would you like to stay for dinner?" and Grandma says, "Would you like to stay forever?" Forever? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Oh, uh, do they do? And then I guess my last it's, question yeah. is: Do they do? Um, do do all of the people at the palace bow for her at the end, like they do in like the whole crowd in the animated film? Yeah, I just like that yes. moment. Nice. Well, so like when she's walking up to be presented, like yeah. the back, she got a thing. Mulan on really Disney Plus, her. streaming now. Check it out, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And if you didn't like it the first time, give it a second try. Yeah, and, and try not to be. I guess mind. that's probably the thing too. Is I think we get a little bit sacred about these, and we don't need to. We don't need to be so precious about. It. It's like no. you can go watch the animated one. It's still there. I think it's. Yeah. It's not like crazy. they replaced like it for Disney Plus. Like, one well, day, you just turn up and an animated Mulan just like <laughs> unloads and it gets replaced with this one. It's like you can't watch the other one now. <laughs> uh, God, the, the, oh, they just delete Beauty and the Beast yeah. and Cinderella, the originals, and just we can only have the value of VHS now. tapes skyrockets. Oh, the riots in the street that would happen by I actually, Disney oh adults. my God, Disney adults. <laughs> I think it's fascinating because um, my boyfriend teaches high school and so many of the kids in that age group are like desperate for live action remakes. It's like, that's what they want. They want to see a live action version to be, it feels more complete to them, which is kind of a bummer because especially like the, the, the 80s and 90s era of Disney animation is so good. 
I mean, like Little Mermaid, yeah. Beauty and the Beast. We're about to we're about to get the Little Mermaid. I am pumped for that. The uh, Halle Bailey remake. Little Mermaid. Yeah, I am really yeah. hyped for that, and I am fun. hoping for a Hercules one. But I'm also just like, you know, Ray on the Last Dragon was fantastic, and uh, I want to see. I would love to see more yeah. hand drawn stuff. Um, but we even just had a um, what's it Nick called a uh, Hayao Miyazaki. What's that? Uh, what's the studio called? Oh, yeah, we uh, have we just had a, a yes, I, don't, I don't know how it did here, but they just did a, a CGI, a computer animated studio Ghibli film that flopped because um, it just it didn't feel mm. people didn't felt feel connected to it. It felt too robotic. Um, and I mean, we're we I say we as Americans are just like okay. really good at computer animated films because we started it. Um, but like, yeah. I, I just think back to like the princess and the frog and how nice it was to get that. And it's so good. So good. And when you go back and read, I've watched just the almost there sequence recently, and I forgot that it all is just the so good. hand-drawn like montage, and it's so fun. It's so simple and so yeah, it's yeah. so good. I mean, and, and um, I mean, yeah, Raya was yeah, great. We've had some it. phenomenal, yeah. like and, uh, Moana is exceptional and looks beautiful, but Moana was developed as a film. Oh, yeah where the characters would be computer animated and all of the water and ocean stuff would be hand drawn. And then it got too expensive and they scrapped mm. it, but there's all they had. That was when Dang. Disney fired all of their last remaining hand drawn animators. The last thing they worked on was Moana. And then they switched it all to be computers and fired all of the people who worked on Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. God. What? Yeah. You just really worked my heart yeah, but, out. Hey, Thanks, so, Billy. But here's something fun. So Rob Minkoff, <laughs> directed the lion king he he the, the animated one back in the 90s and his wife yeah. crystal minkoff is the newest real housewife of beverly hills <laughs> that is good news well it, 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 and she talked about the lion king in every episode so far so i actually really like her she's a great addition to the cast real housewives of beverly hills is good this season i mean that would be the biggest bragging point I would ever use if my husband directed the yeah. original Lion King. It's yeah. all I would talk well, so about. So she joined the cast and they also added as a friend of Kathy Hilton, who is Kyle Richards' sister and Paris Hilton's mom. And she is a comedic genius. Oh. I do not understand. <laughs> intentionally or not? I think not it's about 80% intentional. And then there's like a 20% chance. Like in the last one, they're all they're all in Lake Tahoe on vacation. And Kyle is trying to sleep. And she looks up and Kathy, it's 1.30 in the morning. And Kathy is flipping through a newspaper in bed. She has a stack of six newspapers. And she's drinking. And Kyle <laughs> goes, is that a Red Bull? And Kathy goes, I don't know. I grabbed it with my glasses off. And Kyle's like, that's a Red Bull. She goes, I thought it was a soda. <laughs> slurp, slurp, slurp. It's 1.30 in the morning. Her sister is trying to sleep. She's reading the newspaper. It's hilarious. I don't know how I got on that, but <laughs> Lion great. King, Crystal Binkoff, it's good. Makes sense. You can turn Connecting anything into a housewives conversation, Billy, if I have Thank you. learned anything from you. <laughs> well, uh, we've, we've reached the end of the show. And Madeline, uh, we like to end the show with a game we call What a Pitch. And What a Pitch is where we ask our guests to give us a concept uh, and then we have 30 seconds to pitch it to them. So uh, uh, if you're ready to go, Dagny, I think you go first. Because um, with Kate, no. I went first. No, you're right. You I'm going first. first. No, you're I right. talked Get about out. Psycho. Leave. You're first. Okay, I'm giving nah. myself. All right, Madeline, whenever you're ready, I'm going to get 30 seconds on the clock. No pressure. Okay, album. A whole Shakespeare album. So like 12 Shakespeare plays made into a song, but has to be sung by Nickelback. A Nickelback album that's all Shakespeare plays. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Um, I don't know why I want this to be a little bit of a train wreck, but I think Nickelback is going to do Othello just because I think it'll be extremely tone deaf. It'll be very sad and it'll be a bad decision. So we've got, we've got, <laughs> look at Iago. He's lying to the audience again. I just like Iago because he's the only Shakespeare villain that lies to the audience. Um, so we can have a whole album about misinformation, lying. We can have a smothering scene where Desdemona's just like, because she can't breathe because she's being suffocated with a pillow. Um, and then Othello himself will just be, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's time. But like, I think we could have Othello, you know, just like, why are these women cheating? Why is no one faithful? Maybe we could have like a partnership to have, what's the other woman? Not Desdemona, but we could have like a female vocalist, like what's her name from Paramore could come in and do like a, like a duet. Mm -hmm. I'm over 30 seconds, but I'm having mm -hmm. a ball now with this concept. I'm going to bring Dagny back. I'm going to bring Dagny back so I stop talking. Wow. Come on back. Okay. Dagny. I don't feel like I can win. Madeline looked like she was having the time of her life. <laughs> she smiled from ear to ear that entire time. <laughs> oh, I feel like, uh, I don't no, stand a chance, but, um, yeah, let me hear this, this prompt. Okay. It's a Nickelback album but it's a shakespeare nickelback album so shakespeare play okay. sung by nickelback so in an album. is it just one play um i'm gonna leave that up to creative license great billy just ran with that one so okay um so it's gonna be an entire album every song will be a different play though um and each one is gonna focus on the love story um and it can either be a tragedy or a, you're showing me the timer billy that's just cruel <laughs> um so it's like uh it's like look at this photograph that whole thing but and every song is just photographed but it's just replaced lyrics with um like <laughs> uh like the capulets and the montagues and uh much ado about nothing all of those so each one is just about the love story and uh that's yeah just time. reminiscing on that uh, even though, oh you know, a lot of them die at the end. <laughs> oh, my God. I, both were really good pitches. Holy <laughs> camoly, Batman. And I thought that you guys definitely showed your extent of Nickelback knowledge by basically only using the same yeah. song. Photograph. I, could, I couldn't think of any others. Um, there was a moment where I was going <laughs> to go into a second it? song. And before I did, I realized it was Creed. Creed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I had a thought too. I was like thinking of uh, with arms, with wide, arms open, wide open. Can which... you take me higher? No, that's a different band. Somehow, <laughs> is with arms wide open not Creed? No, that's Creed. I'm different oh, than Nickelback. yeah, 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 yeah. I guess same vibes. But I also had to stop myself because um, I was about to use that as an example, and I was like, "We're gonna stick with photograph. That's the only one I'm certain on." <laughs> Safe bet. Yeah, I picked something that I both simultaneously hate. Nickelback and Shakespeare, which I love. I took two extremes and you guys blended it mm -hmm. so beautifully. So I loved both it. Both concepts became very mediocre concepts cool. for me. <laughs> love and hate. But yeah. you made it, you brought Nickelback up. Yes. But somehow brought Shakespeare down. Um, I love it. <laughs> Degrading I don't Shakespeare. know which one to pick in all honesty because Billy just like used the one song, but he showed how each character could be used with them because all of a sudden the girl from evanescence oh that's it? a better I choice know. i said i said um uh paramore but evanescence is actually kind of paramore. a better choice uh, to do a duet yeah she's yeah, Danny, like desdemona, she's gonna play desdemona because i said othello <laughs> jesus
<laughs> That's very funny. Um, I like and that. And he even gave an example of how what the sounds would sound like with Desmona suffocating in the back of the soundtrack. <laughs> I can't wait to listen. But I also love that Dagny said that it's going to be a whole album of photographs, but just the words are changing <laughs> based on the play. play. So I actually have no idea. Um, I'm going to have... Oh, God. I'm going to have to say I would probably buy Dagny's concept, but I think Billy did win because he gave the full... He gave the fantasy. Wow. Oh. I mean, as soon as I saw he got really into it, you were (laughs) looking like you had the time of your life. I felt like I didn't stand a chance, but I'm glad that I at least held somewhat Um, of a candle. Just real quick, Dagny and I both ended up giving our best look at this photograph. Can we get one from you, Madeline, too, just to have all three? (laughs) Okay. Look at this photograph. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Incredible. Oh wow! Um, so uh, 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 thanks for thanks for coming on the show, Madeline. Before we wrap up, I would yeah. love to talk about your podcast. The yes, book yes, loved podcast. it. Um, okay, so I have my own podcast. It's the Book Pub Podcast, where my friend Leslie and I get together as two very nerdy people, and we talk about an author, and we pair a cocktail with it. So we sit there and have a drink, and we make up the cocktail that kind of pairs with the author. Uh, so for example, we just released our Upton Sinclair where we paired a Bloody Mary with it. Cause what else would you drink with? That's yeah, Sinclair? I get that. <laughs> author of the jungle. Um, we have a best friends club where we say, instead of like pairing the cocktail with like matching it, mm-hmm. we say like, this is what we would want to drink with this person. So nice. or um, what's his name? Um, He's our first episode. I love him to pieces. And he wrote Importance of Being Earnest. Oh, Oscar Wilde. Charles Dick. Oh, Oscar Oscar Wilde. Charles Dickens? Dickens. I'm so dumb. Oscar Wilde. So good. We want to drink um, like fancy Bellinis with him on like a chaise lounge. And so we love him. Um, We pray to his soul every day and we get dressed up just for Oscar often. Um, So if you are curious about learning about these five facts about authors, how poet Pablo Neruda might have been assassinated by the CIA. Mary Shelley, author of Frankenstein, is the proto-goth chick who lost her virginity on her mother's grave and carried her dead husband's heart around. Hell yeah. Romantic and tragic poet John Keats was actually shorter than Napoleon, so he definitely flexed. (laughs) Roald Dahl worked for MI6, stationed in the U.S., to... He was there to monitor U.S. war support Whoa. for World War II and was best friends with Ian Fleming, author of 007. Charlie, and 007 infiltrates Charlie in the Talk Chocolate Factory. I would 100% watch that film. <laughs> oh, I would watch that film. And uh, James Elroy, thriller novelist and author of Black Dahlia, was 10 when his mother was murdered. And it is still unsolved today. Ooh. Very cool. So if you are curious about books, authors, and cocktails, check us out at the Book Pub Podcast. I'm almost done with a book that I really like that I recommend if you haven't read it. It's The the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Uh, if you, I think it's relatively popular, but I just hadn't been around reading it. Um, but if you're looking for a fun, like, old school um uh like old hollywood kind of story it's it's a good time taylor jenkson reads actually just um released a new one she does these cool books where she did the evelyn hugo which is like golden age of hollywood yeah and then like 60s 70s rock style with daisy jones and the six which is written like a magazine article um it's really interesting and now i just bought her new one which is an eight homage to 80s like elite class in la huh um 
Very cool. She's awesome. Yeah. The newest one, what's it called? Malibu Rising. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I really like her style. We really love books. So if you, you know, we kind of, you guys are like pop culture. We're books. Like we, we get each other. Yeah. We're nerds. We like, like, 100%. I'm trying to talk more about books on the show because we do focus a lot on like visual medias. So I'm getting back into reading because I've been bad about that. And uh, as I read more books, I'm going to talk about them more. But I need to listen to your podcast because I need recommendations. It's good. It's a good show. I'll check it out. Yeah, I will. I will um, always be available if you ever have suggestions or new suggestions. I love talking about books. That's why I'm a librarian. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Books are great. You and my boyfriend would get along very well. He just buys books uh, obsessively because he loves them. Um, Cool. All right. Well, yeah, everybody check out Madeline's podcast. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, yeah, you were fantastic. Uh, and also, uh, thank you for last minute doing 100%. this. You really, you really had a lot of research prepared for us being like two days ago. Madeline, please do the podcast. Yesterday, literally yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday. Yesterday, I was like, hey, our, uh, our guest had to reschedule. Can you do this? in less yep. than 24 hours and you turned it around you're yeah. incredible thank you it so was much amazing i mean again like being the the research lover that i am I'm like cool <laughs> i'm gonna do some research That's gonna bad. do it hell yeah um and this was perfect so thank you um and if you liked this episode of poptimist go ahead and take a listen to all of the other ones and also comment review subscribe yada yada all that good stuff <laughs> give us five stars if you want um and uh, if you want to email us, our email is poppedinesspod at gmail.com and also follow our Instagram for updates on new episodes that come out every Wednesday and also our live shows that will start soon. Um, and that's also Pod, uh is the handle. So I think other than that, everybody's